Mm-hmm. You know, boys, that one was kind of fucking painful. And... You know, my take that probably won't be well received by you guys is I actually thought that was an incredibly fun game. It just incredibly disappointingly did not pull it out. But I, of all the games we've watched this season, I legitimately think that was the one that had me most gripped, most compelled than any game that we've had. So I do agree with you. Massive disappointment, but, uh, you know, it was at least uh, enjoyable. If you have to lose, that's, that's definitely okay. Like, your stars play well. You don't want to, I mean, the, the opposite of this is the Niners game, right? Where you just look like you don't even belong. And that's a totally different brand of soul crushing where you don't, you, you question everything. You don't even know if you should like continue watching this one. You're like, man, I wish we could run it back tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Like I wish we could yeah. play that team again immediately. Like, um, so yeah, Zach, what, I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you saying? I was going to say, I actually kind of mirrored what Ben said. I thought that was definitely the most fun football I've seen in a long time. We did stay right there with them. It just, we do what we always do, which is we look really good, and then we just don't win. We did have just a couple, and we'll get into all of it. So, obviously, this is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. And we are talking about the Cowboys' 28-23 fall to the Eagles in the link. Now, obviously, like last year, uh, you you go to the link, you lose. Uh, it's a it's a very ugly uh, game. You have Cooper Russian at QB. He has one of the worst first halves I've ever seen from a Cowboys QB. Um, this time around, it's like a kind of a different flavor, right? Everyone's here. Everyone's playing. Um, Dak had been coming off two really good games back to back. He played well against the chargers, played well against the Rams. Um, and this was going to be the big test. Like, Hey, he's about to play like one of the best, you know, a, a Super Bowl team from last year. Can the Cowboys continue to seem like they have it figured out on offense, at least to some degree. Um, so I guess we'll get right into it. I, I think the offense is where we should start because I think that is, uh, been the, the hot topic of conversation. Um, you know, obviously they didn't light the scoreboard on fire. 23 points is, you know, not something you're going to write home about. Um, but when you look at the guys that kind of headline this offense, uh, Dak, uh, throws for 375 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over, uh, CD lamb, 11 catches for 191 yards, uh, career high. Um, CD has gotten just better and better the last three weeks. He's on an absolute tear. Um, Jake Ferguson, seven catches for 91 yards and a TD. Um, those are your, your big headlines on offense. I think what was very stark in this game was that after those guys, almost no one meaningfully contributed. Um, I'll give a slight caveat to Turpin because I thought he, he turned in some good plays on special teams and had a, a good play to score a touchdown on offense. And you're not expecting Turpin to be you know, in the top two or three receivers on this team. He's a gadget guy. He contributes on special teams as well. Um, but I found myself during this game just so starkly aware of how desperately this team needs a number two threat, a true number two threat. Um, in key moments in this game, I mean, obviously CeeDee Lamb went off, but 
on big third downs, big fourth downs, they're going to cover C.D. Lamb on this team. Um, most anyone that has a decent defense is going to have him blanketed. Um, and the question becomes, where do you go with the ball? And the answer to that question during this game was kind of distressing. We saw Schoonmaker. We saw Jalen Tolbert. We saw, uh, you know, the shell of Michael Gallup with, you know, a, a pretty sad performance. We had four drops in this game. Um, so I'd love your guys' thoughts on that. Just offense in general and the continued kind of delineation between, you know, your CD Lamb level player and then everyone else on this offensive weapon set. Uh, real quick, Andy, do you yeah. ever consider that maybe your all your criticisms are just because you play fantasy football? Dude, oh my <laughs> gosh. We can get into that immediately or at some point, but I am so tired of that as an excuse from NFL coaches. And Mike McCarthy has taken up this flag now where people are like, hey man, um, you know, we we went out and we kind of decided our number two receiver in this game or in this season was going to be Brandon Cooks. Does the fact that he has one catch worry you? And the, apparently, the like, I'm sorry, I don't play fantasy football has become like the sickest burn in the history of press conferences. Like, no, man, no one gives a shit about fantasy. Like, I barely pay attention to fantasy. I just draft all Cowboys and let it roll. I don't really care. But it is distressing when your number two receiver gets one catch. Like, that's a bad sign for the offense, especially a modern NFL offense where you can't just have the one Michael Irvin out there anymore. That just doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's a weird game offensively because ultimately 23 points is probably that fine line where you're not... If I told you the team was going to score 23 points in any given game, I don't think you can chalk any game up as a W like that requires a pretty stout defensive performance but also the offense I mean 400 yards 27 first downs they move the ball very very well one turnover which I don't really count because it was CeeDee Lamb at the end of the game which I guess he I think he was going to pitch that and didn't have time I think he turned that corner no one's gonna no one's gonna look back on that and think CeeDee Lamb did something wrong right so my basically my point is no turnovers you know, Dak looked really good. Um, if I had a concern with the offense, you pointed out the the number two weapon. That's clearly a concern. They don't, and by they, I, the Dallas Cowboys do not really have an idea of who they're going to throw to after CeeDee Lamb. It's sort of what I think Buffalo has the same issue. Like after Stefan Diggs, they just don't know what to do with the ball. Yep. And the problem this year that compounds that that I was going to turn to is that I just, this run game has been pretty fucking mid all season. Dude, long. The, Nothing worried the me. Voices as much as the around beginning. Tony Pollard are getting louder, dude. I've started to see content about like, Hey, is Tony Pollard? Like, was this a, a horrible use of your franchise tag? Like, is this guy, does he suck? Um, I don't think he sucks. I would say <sighs> O-line play is notoriously one of the hardest things in the entire NFL to judge and different publications will put out their lists and there's so many different grading systems from PFF to ESPN win rates and shit um a lot of different scores that you can go I found like one that compiles all of it and basically Dallas is dead fucking middle and run and dead fucking middle and pass which is kind of strange because I think they're a decent pass offense we'll get to (laughs) poor Terrence Steele's day but the run Oof. the run blocking in general has just not looked very good this year. And I don't I don't put it all on Pollard. I certainly don't see any explosiveness from him, which worries me a bit. I mean, even I go back to that 
Chargers game where he got housed from behind. I was just going to bring this up. When he got like, caught from behind, that is absolutely a play that a year ago he's housed. We never saw him get catch from behind in no. his previous four seasons. And I don't know no. if a little of that's injury. I would assume so. I mean, he broke his I, leg. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, bone, bone shouldn't have a tremendous impact on your ability to run. But what do I know? I mean, again, I'm not a professional athlete. And I guess the other thing is like, I don't know where to fall on to, on Pollard because I don't know how much of it is Pollard, which it does seem like he's maybe lost half a step. I don't think he's, you know, it's not the Zeke level fall off, but it's starting, right? He is getting towards his the second half well, of his 20s. These are his last and two, five games. His utilization real. is rough, dude. Like we we have talked about it before, but like thing. the first That's two plays of this game, like the Cowboys took got the ball first and the first two plays on offense were there was some interesting misdirection used to disguise it, but it was basically just Pollard up the gut twice, and then we're in a third and six. Like, it, it, I, was, I don't love it. What was the point of even getting rid of Zeke if we were just going to do this? This is yeah, exactly I, what I, I used to criticize about how they use Zeke. Just waste two first downs to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I yeah, don't, and it puts you in a situation where you have to pass your way out of these situations a lot, and... In those situations, I mean, cer- certainly sometimes uh, C.D. Lamb comes up huge, Jake Ferguson comes up huge, but you know they found themselves in situations where they couldn't convert this time, and that was rough to see. I think the the run stuff too, and and I saw a stat that surprised me that previous to this year, Pollard on runs between the tackles was averaging over five yards a carry in his career. So well, I don't fault them for trying to run him up. It doesn't seem they run him to the outside nearly as much as they used to, which I would like to see. But just in general, these are his last five games now. 12 for 51 against Philly. 12 for 53 against the Rams. 15 for 30 against the Chargers with a long of seven. 8 for 29 against the Niners. 11 for 47 against New England. And he has not had a a run longer than 20 yards in any of those games. Um, it, it's it's rough, man, and and he's had mo- other moments that are bad. I mean, we've had some rough fumbles. I mean, even in uh, I can't remember if it was this game or against the or against the Rams where we'd set up like a pretty nice screen pass, and Dak hit him in the face mask, and he just bobbled it. It was in the red zone, and he just like couldn't gather it in time, and so he got he got hit before he could make a move. And you're like, damn it, dude! Like, if you make that catch, like we've got open ground in front of you there. Um. Yeah, there's no run game to speak of, uh, and that does make you imbalanced. It means that you're looking at you know better coverage of the weapons you do have, and frankly, I don't think there's anyone on this team that can create their own separation except for C.D. Lamb. Um, I'll but give Jake Ferguson his flowers. He looked, I, I thought he had a really good game. Um, he continues to develop as a a good tight end, and I think that he is a, a tight end one in this league. I am baffled by the continued insistence on using Schoonmaker in situations that matter. Um, The dude drops the ball all the time. The dude ran a route that was too shallow and cost you a touchdown. I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's all his fault, but it certainly feels like there's always something with this guy. I definitely agree with Schoon. We, we called that at the draft that that was a, waste of a second round pick we'll see if that ever develops into anything i felt schoon had a more promising rookie year than any or 
Ferguson had a more promising rookie year than I've seen Schoon do anything. And Ferg's been good. I, I like what he's developed into. He's becoming more reliable. He's got a little bit of the drop sees issues, but other sure. than that, I think he's about as good an all around tight end as they've had probably since Witten. So yeah, I agree. I'm a big fan of, uh, and I don't think there's any drop off between him and Schultz at all as Certainly far as not. receiving ability goes. So I mean, I, I sort don't of know if Schultz Dax's... missed that catch last week, dude. That that seam catch oh, that where he so has nice. to one hand it, like that's that's not a catch you're going to see Schultz make very often. He, um, he's really become the number two on this offense. To your point, yeah. and I don't, I just don't love that. I don't love I mean, that. I, I, no, me either. I'm, I I want to I, I want to be uh, very clear. I love what we're getting from Ferg. You just shouldn't be in a situation where a guy, a tight end that is not in that most elite category is your number two option. Like unless you've, you're talking about a tight end that's on the like Kelsey, Prime Kittle, that level, you need to have a wide receiver in that spot. Um, so, dude, it's, it's but rough. The, it's, it's crazy because the offense looked really good. They moved the ball extremely well all game. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Something's going to have to be figured out. I, I think the guy I would really like to see get more opportunities is Turpin. Not a ton yeah, more, I but I, I think he's sort of become their best gadget player. They're, he, they're kind he, of he big has better playing. hands than I thought, man. His touchdown was a tough catch that he made in traffic, which I liked. Um, he's super fast, dude. I mean, he has that's that the speed. thing, too. That's the thing, too, that this offense really lacks is someone with real pop he can really scoot and pollard had well, it last year that's what he doesn't we really have it with cooks year. i mean i think the, yeah. the point of bringing in cooks was that we thought we were getting a guy that could take the top off the defense and stretch and, and i think they are basically exclusively using him for that but only as a decoy like he basically runs two routes a go and a comeback and on occasion Dak hits the comeback and that'll be his one catch of the game that's what that's what happened this time um he had the one catch but I'm so surprised we haven't seen more deep shots to him, given that, you know, it, that does seem to be his primary weapon. Um, I The only thing I'll say on the positive side is Dak does seem to have found his rhythm. He seems to be rolling. Um, and CeeDee Lamb is absolutely, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. I mean, I, I was trying to think of when when is the last time we saw a Cowboys receiver go for a buck 90? I mean, I think you have to go back to Dez. Like prime Des in the games like that. Amari would have those occasional pops against, especially against Washington or Philly, yeah, where all did, of a sudden he did kill Washington a few times. Yeah, he would. Uh, he would just have like a two ten game out of nowhere. That's true. Like, oh shit, man. Um, I would, man. I, I know we say it all the time, and people are probably tired of hearing it. But if we could have Amari Cooper on this team as our number two, it would be so awesome. Like dude, that is exactly who you need. Like a so, route technician, his game is going to last forever because that's his game. Like he doesn't need to be elite fast. He doesn't need to be, you know what I mean? He does. He's never been a jump ball guy. So like injury's not going to really hurt him that bad. Losing a step or two isn't going to hurt him bad. His elite route running and being just a total student of the route technician game has made him into a player that's going to be absurd for at least in that realm of things for quite a long time. And I really wish he was still here. Yeah, I I definitely think that they miscalculated that move. Uh, and, and look, I'm looking at receiving stats for the year. So CD has 57 catches, Ferg has 32, 
Pollard is 29, and then you get Gallup, Cooks, and Tolbert at 22, 17, and 10. So, I mean, the three of them combined have less catches than Seedy. It's gotten to where he's by far the only real chain mover threat they have. And the, the scary thing about Pollard's receiving numbers, too, is he had that 60-yarder. He only has 190 yards on the year. So you take away that one catch for 60, and he's got 28 catches for buck 30. It's not yeah. like we're getting anything out of those targets anyway. And he used to be, I mean, shit, go back last year. He had two huge games in the receiving game against the yep. Bears, and I forget the other one, but we're not seeing that part of his game either. I, I'm definitely, offensively, I think those are the biggest worry points for me are the lack of a true number two and just Pollard's general explosiveness slash the run game, you know? And look, yeah. what's scary about that too is we can almost throw in why I hesitated is I don't think the pass blocking's been that great. I mean, Tyron when he plays is great. Zach when he plays, or Zach plays almost all the time. He's great. Tyler Smith's been great. But yeah, man, center and right tackle. And and I like what Terrence Steele did. I, I thought that contract was a little big. I'm, I'm kind of shifting the conversation this way. But he had a really bad game. And, and, and all these oh, guys have had dude. bad games this year. But he had probably... He's probably the worst player on the field for the Cowboys in, in that Eagles game. And that that, really that was the worst game I've seen from a starting offensive lineman in a decade of Cowboys football. I mean, we remember the Chaz Green game, um, but this game, I mean, the stats are absurd. He gave up, by, by PFF's count, he gave up four sacks. I thought it was five. Um, seven pressures. Uh, he had a so pass block grade pressures. of PFF yeah. gave him twelve pressures. He has allowed. a pass block grade of fifteen. Um, he had an awful and, game. I mean, and again, just awful. not just we're not just talking about like okay, he got beat by. Sometimes you get a bad matchup, right? Like, hey, you go up against Micah, you go up against JJ Watt, you go up against Aaron Donald, you're gonna have a long fucking evening. This was anyone and everyone on the Eagles who could take a run from the edge was getting home. And on top of that, it came at such horrible times. Um, I mean, the, game, the sack like, in the at the end of the, probably lost us the game. Well, and really twice, right? So you you get uh, the Cowboys get the ball back with four forty two to play. They're down twenty three twenty eight. Um, they go to work. Dak hits uh, CD for twenty one yards. They run Pollard for three. Um, Dak. Uh, hits Brandon Cooks for seven yards. Then he go, tries to go deep to Lamb. Then he tries to throw to Pollard. Third and 10, uh, he hits Ferguson for 12 yards. We're on the Eagles 31. Uh, first and 10 from the 31, Dak gets sacked by Brandon Graham. Okay, second and 17. Right there, you're behind the chains. That kills you. Okay, second and 17, he gets sacked again by Jalen Carter and Brandon Graham, who both got who were both over on that side. So he gives up two back-to-back, just horrible back-breaking sacks. And now you're third and 21. Um, Dak throws it to CeeDee Lamb uh, for 13 yards. And then you bring up this infamous fourth and eight from the Eagles 29, and they throw it to fucking Jalen Tolbert. So That was a tough one right there. Those back-to-back sacks, we were ahead of the chains at that point. You're first and 10 with 30 yards to go. It is just absolute peaches and cream. 
and you get killed. And then the Eagles completely screw the pooch and give you the ball back. You've got, uh, I want to say it was like under a minute. Yeah, 46 seconds. And they melt down. They've got penalty, like DPIs, dumb shit. Both their corners. Roughing the passer. They get this really Actually, I don't even know if it was passer. I guess it was on deck. I thought it was our O lineman. Maybe that was a different game. Let me see here. So okay, so we get. Uh, it was a rough. It is call. roughing the passer on Reddick on first yeah. and ten at the fifty. That gets you to the twenty-five. So it's first and ten at the twenty-five. You hit CD for fourteen yards. You're now first and ten at the eleven, uh, and they, they get an encroachment. Yeah, they, yeah, they get an encroachment. So now you're first and five at the six with twenty-seven seconds to go. This you got is time. You got it. The high I mean, water mark. So then you get Tyler Smith false start. Then at first and 10 from the 11th, here we go again. Terrence Steele. Sweat, sack stack for an 11-yard loss, and you're second and 21 from the Philly 22. Dak tries to throw deep to – tries to throw a Tolbert again. So now you're third and 21. We get a delay of game. That was Third and 26, and then that's when you're throw to CD and he's short. I mean – it's a total meltdown. Really, that whole last section shouldn't have happened. Like, as soon as the Eagles got the ball and we had fucked up on fourth down, that should have been the end of the game. The Eagles should have basically just, like, run the clock out. But they that, gifted you the ball back, then gifted you the, the trip down the field. And see, at that, first and five from the six, you could not figure it the fuck out. That was the end of the game for me. Uh, so when that happened and we failed and they got the ball back, I guess I... Didn't see how many timeouts we had left or something. Because I thought, oh, well, that's the end of the game. They're just going to kneel it out. And I emotionally <laughs> just left. I walked away. I was like, I can't watch them fucking kneel out and see Nick Sirianni celebrate. What's the later that Ben told me we got the ball back? Well, and, yeah, and again, I'll, I'll say this. Drive. Like, this is a game where if you want to take the silver lining focus, okay, the Cowboys are in the link. They get four drops. They get three Eagles fumbles that they somehow, the Eagles get back every single one. Like lucky bounce after lucky bounce after lucky bounce. Well, even you talked about that they, when they try to run it out. I mean, Swift fumbled twice and was able to get it. The second one is inexplicable how he was able to recover that. It looks it's like crazy. It like Osa pushes a guy over. And the guy who goes over falls and somehow falls and gets the ball. Just well, it's, insane. It, it reminded stuff. me of that Niners play where like the ball had to like bounce and then change direction and then dodge every night Niners player on the way out of bounds so that like it wouldn't be oh it just sucked. So all those things happen. Um I don't want to be this guy, but like the refing of this game, some sucked. really fucking questionable shit goes down. All those things happen, and you're still six yards away from winning this motherfucker, dude. You absolutely belong on the field with this team. I think the Cowboys may, could make a case they were the better team on the field that night. The Eagles? I think you can beat this team. I definitely agree with that. The Eagles had a weird game where they either had a three and out or they scored a touchdown. They did not have anything in between in the entire rest of the game. So it was a really weird... I don't know what to say with that with the defense. I would have preferred them to... Like, I see them give up 28, and I'm trying to grade the defensive performance, and it doesn't feel like they were impactful enough, but they did force a ton of three and outs. We had the ball a bunch. So yeah, and like, you know what? I look at it this way. Always do. You, you, yeah. I look at it this way. The, the Eagles had two plays to me 
like our defense played pretty well overall. Micah had a sack and a half. Like we, they played a pretty decent game. They did not let AJ Brown go out there and kill him. The two plays I think of are one, Jalen Hurts threw one of the most beautiful balls I've ever seen to Devonta Smith. Like there was just no defending it. Like Bland, I think, was in good position and he just dropped it in the bucket. I'm not going to yeah, get right mad after at the that. half. That was for them to retake the it lead. Absolute beautiful play. The, the other one I think of is, so we have this series in the third quarter where the, the Eagles have scored a touchdown and we've got to go respond. Okay, that's, the, that's where we're at uh, at that point in things. And um, we get to the Philly 45 and uh, we run Rico Dowdle up the right side. He gets 18 yards. So you're talking about being at the Philly 28-yard line with the first and 10, and they call this holding on Schoonmaker. Now, Schoonmaker does suck at everything in football, blocking, catching, running, being in the end zone when he catches a touchdown pass, all these things he's bad at. This was among the pettiest, most ticky-tacky holds I've ever seen called on an impactful play in an NFL game. After that, not only do they let CD lamb get absolutely mugged on his way down the field, which we've had the discussion around like when CD lamb feels that he's been PI'd, he basically stops playing until the whistle. And that is a bad habit to be in because you won't get the flag every time. If you, if you give up on the play. Um, but after the Eagles get the ball back, uh, we get them to a third down and they complete this absurd they get this absurd PI penalty that gets them like half the way down the field when it's like 15 feet over the receiver's Which head. What are you talking about? Oh, and the third. So I that was technically on a second and five, but it was a poor shit penalty. For yes, sure. sorry. One well, on. I was looking at. I was looking earlier. We got a different penalty on. Uh, we got Hankins got a defensive offsides on third down, but yes, on Sick. second and five. Uh, Hurts through a deep, uh, deep route for AJ Brown. It's like twenty feet no, over it was, his head. It was not a deep. It was a throwaway. Hurts legitimately yeah. threw the fucking it's in, like, ball the first away, row. <laughs> and it happened to pass over AJ Brown's head. And Stefan Gilmore had turned around and was standing between AJ Brown and the sideline, and they called that a DPI. To to have that happen minutes, like several, like five plays after CD Lamb had been yanked from behind on the way down the field and they didn't give us a flag was so infuriating. Um, that one was awful. The fuck that drive is probably the worst the defense did all day. Cause we, they Eagles score right after the half to go up 21, 17. We drive a little bit and punt on a fourth and eight from their 40, which we can talk about if you should have gone for that or not, but fine. You punt it, you pin them deep and you let them march 87 yards without facing a third fucking down. Now, they probably would have faced at least a third and five on the no, if they don't call the DPI, but still, that was they the one where the defense got. They did one third down, but we immediately matched. screw it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it sucks, dude. And on top of both of the... I mean, we had so many of these, dude. The, we had the touchdown negated by Igodba not checking in, which, upon replay you see Dak turn to the ref and check 71 in. The ref confirms that 71 is checked in. We snap the ball, we run the play, we score a touchdown, and they flag him for not checking in for illegal formation. Just 
I, we luckily did score on the next play. We but. did, but it, it takes time off the clock, which is fucking annoying. I think for me, what it comes down to is, and I know that I'm biased because I don't watch every game as close as I watch the Cowboys, but it feels like the Dallas Cowboys are always getting penalties that no one else gets. Like I go back to that playoff game against Green Bay where Bryce Butler got that penalty and they were like, that hasn't been called since 1983. And I was like, of course it hasn't. Of course it hasn't. Like, only the Cowboys. The refs are always like going way into the back of the book with all the dust is on the pages to find penalties for us, dude. It is so fucking infuriating. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just felt like we could not do any right in this game. And especially the way it ended to get so close and then just absolutely melt. I in really the face thought they were going to get it. I really thought we were going to win it, to be honest. I was, I was completely I bummed. thought we were going to lose, honestly, coming up into this game. I was really excited last podcast, but the closer we got to it, the more and more I started to think, oh, God. I like, kind of did, I, too. I couldn't stop thinking about that I, Niners see, game. I, I really wasn't, dude. Like, Dak, Dak fucking owns the Eagles. And that's he, true. And he he's got been, damn close to winning again. Like, and he outplayed Hurts. Like, no, once doing, the game he, he won began, the game. Yeah, once I, after, I felt better. But. After we scored, that first drive where it was just run the gut twice, failed pass, punt, I was like, oh, God. And then the Eagles immediately scored. I thought it was going to be like the Niners game. But we immediately responded. No, I I thought during the game we were going to win. Yeah, man. Well, I guess the good news on this particular matchup is that we will we do get to see him again. We'll get to see him in Dallas. Um, but, you know, this would have been a really nice feather in your cap. You go into Philly, you beat them. You've got Suddenly you've got the tiebreaker against them. Now they've got a two-and-a-half game lead on you in the NFC East. That's really um, what it does. Is it? Is it makes winning the division you, seem like a need very yeah. impossible task at this point. Now um, the Eagles do have. They're playing like Buffalo, the Chiefs, and the Miami or somebody. The Bengals coming up. Whereas we are going to play the Giants. Um, Washington we play the Panthers and Washington yeah, are next three. Yeah, Giants, Panthers, and Washington is our next three. Those are all very winnable. Sorry, I said Bengals. It's actually the Niners. They go at Chiefs, okay. then Bills, then Niners. They get two of the three at home because a fucking course they do, and then they play us. So they have a, and then they play at Seattle. Honestly, after that, so they, they have got a four really tough stretch. games. Yeah, yeah. Like they could, they could easily drop some of those. That, that um, next game we play them in a month, so that'll be December tenth. I think the division will be in play. The problem is then our schedule gets really hard and their schedule to end the year is a fucking cakewalk. They get the Giants twice and the Cardinals. So we'll definitely have to beat them and be in front of them then. And then we have a tough ending stretch. So we'll see what Philly does. They began their gauntlet with us. They passed the first test. Uh, they're eight and one. They have a cushion on every team in the NFL. We need them to slip up. Um, Dallas falls to five and three. Uh, a couple bounces don't go your way like we talked about. They recover all three of their fumbles. Dak, we didn't even talk about the two-point conversion where he was out by a fucking pair. <sighs> that sucked, dude. We didn't that even talk sucked. about Schoon catching the ball and being a touchdown, but you can, like, a fucking half inch short of the goal line, which nullified a touchdown. Um, Awful. Just little shit like that. I mean, we did score. We got it back, and we forced a three and out. But like Andy said, I mean, it took four minutes for us to get back down there. And... um. Just a frustrating game that felt close. I was on the edge of my seat, especially because we outplayed the shit out of them in the fourth quarter. They went if three and out, three and out, three and out their last score, three like drives. If you, and we if had three you just showed me Dak Prescott, 375, three TDs, CD Lamb, 11 for 191, 
Um, Ferguson, 91 and a touchdown, and Micah with a sack and a half. I'm like, oh. In I think I read it, it's the first Dak game where he's thrown over 300 yards and three touchdowns with no turnovers, and we haven't, and he hasn't won. I think it was like eight and well, previously. You know what? I, I give him but. this. He did his part, man. Like, Dak is, Dak is absolutely living up to, and I give him credit because, like, I think everyone, myself included, like, very few Dak believers were left after the Niners game. Um, so, the thing is, thing like, we've always kind of given Dak is that he has, like, Real gumption, real ability to bounce back, and he bounce has played back, his Dak. ass yeah. off for three weeks, dude. Like, played his ass off. My and only like, counter to that would be it just doesn't. Again, what does <laughs> when we talk about his career in the big picture? Like, yeah, it's a great three game stretch. I, but this is who he is. Like, I don't like this doesn't change anything about me. If he does this for another two months, then fuck yeah. And if well, he yeah. does it in the well, playoffs, I'm not, I'm not saying let's all change our, our overall opinion of Dak. I'm just saying, like, hey man, like it's been a nice three sold all their stock. Like, you know, it was it's good to see him like turn it around and keep it going. I, I hope he keeps going. Like, I'm not yeah. I'm not sitting here saying re-sign the guy for 10 years, but like certainly I prefer this to what we were getting. So right on. Yeah, he seems now, to get more comfortable with Mike's offense now, too. At least him and Lamb. I, I feel well, like we have nothing else but Oh, well, funny you should say that, Ben, because the Cowboys heard your call and they brought in a little bit of a reinforcement <laughs> this week. You know, I joked. I joked when I saw it. I saw the news. They were like, Martavis Bryant, a name you haven't heard in nigh half a decade, has been reinstated by the NFL. And I was like, this guy is applying for reinstatement? Like, I literally did not even know he had designs on I playing football. I figured he was done with football. I didn't know he was banned. I just thought the league had collectively decided he was bad. Well, and like, okay, let's let's be very clear here. Martavis Bryant was like a guy that showed like some flashes in like 2014-2015. He had some really good games. Like 5 Someone... to 7 really good games in 2014-2015-2016. He has not played a really good game of football since that time. I mean, he had two like bad years where he was like half suspended. He'd come back. He'd like kind of play iffy and then get suspended again. He has not had a hundred yard game since that time period. And then he has not played at all since 2018. He was on the X. He was on an XFL team this year. He was the fifth receiver on an XFL team. I he's 31 years old. Um, you know, I get it. There's basically no downside to this. Like, you know, it's not like they're paying this guy a ton of money. You know, I'm sure the the Ravens are kicking themselves for paying Odell Beckham $15 million and he's averaging like 30 yards a game. Um, but Could have been us, Martavis Bryant is just not, you know, I'm he's not just, overly excited about this. He's His XFL stats this year were eight games. 14 catches for 154 yards. So zero touchdowns. So let's not pretend this guy's saving this receiving core. Um, this is the weirdest flyer they've probably ever taken, but I guess whatever, bring him in. And he must've shown gonna... them enough in the workout to where they thought he could at least contribute, but it, it is very strange. Um, yeah, I, I am not, uh, 
I am not overly, and Ben made a good point last night. Like, dude, if you <laughs> want someone who's that old and hasn't played in five years, you bring back fucking Des Bryant. Oh, Des like, Bryant, dude. You'll, dude, you'll sell some tickets at least, dude. You're telling me if, and I said in our group chat, dude, I said, if you want to tell me that Des can't still get busy in the red zone, I will tell you I choose Don't, not to yeah, just, you. Just line him up in the red zone. Throw back shoulder fades to him. That's it. He'll be fine. Hell yeah, dude. Give him every scoon snap, you know? Just Thank you. That's- Dude, like, why is... Oh, dude. The existence of Schoon. That draft pick makes me upset. The utilization makes me upset. It's He's an, an infuriating presence. I He may be... He may come for Connor Williams' spot as my most hated second-round pick of all time. Because the guy is just... An, he's infuriating well, to watch. Oh, you said Connor Williams. Okay. Yeah, C-Dub yeah. was a legendary second-round pick on this Cowboys Stop. team. Notoriously Under. huge. The, notoriously hyped. I don't know if he's... I think he's still in the league. I think he's on the Dolphins, but I don't think he plays. No, he does. He had a good year at center, I think. they, Or maybe they don't move him now. I don't know. I don't pay attention to him the way Cowboys Twitter likes to pretend like any player who's ever left the Cowboys is still great, but... Um, I will say old Cedric Wilson had a 31-yard TD on Sunday. That yeah. was cool. Big yeah, head big said, head. dude. Still out here. Oh, so, yeah, the Cowboys have uh, attempted to uh, way too late, in my opinion. You know, there was this whole trade thing we could have done if you wanted to augment the receiver core. That would have been cool. But, um, hey, what do I know? Um, so the Cowboys do roll into next week. They are playing the New York Giants. Um, well, okay, before we get into that, we should do Star Love Goat. Yes, Star Love Goat are players of the game, essentially. It always sucks to have to do one of these in a loss, but fellas, who do y'all have today? We'll start with, we actually never start with the goat. Let's do the goat of the game first. So, last week, I gave it to Sedarian Lamb. I'm going to have him as my honorable mention um 191 yards absurd game he's on pace for 1751 he is absolutely crushing it he's on pace for the cowboys franchise record which is fucking awesome um i hope they keep feeding him the ball he's just playing out of his mind so love it hope cd finds the end zone more hopefully they target him in the end zone more like this dude's doing everything but score so like give give my man some tugs um but my go to the game is going to Dak prescott um, I think Dak really, uh, he was making throws that I just didn't, I had kind of put past him, frankly, at the beginning of the year. He just seemed to not have the touch. He was off. If Dak had not been scrambling out of his mind, the Terrence Steele situation would have had Dak on the ground 10 plus times. Um, he found his way out of pressure. He made throws on the run that were absurd. Uh, second week in a row where, he has just put the, with no run support, he's basically put the offense on his shoulders and made it look easy. So I wish he'd come out of this with a win. I think uh, if Terrence Steele could have blocked Reddick one more time, uh, I, I think Dak finds a way to win this one for you. Um, so for, for a, a tremendous performance uh, that I hope will continue, I give the GOAT of the week to Dakota Rain Prescott. Nice. Z-Love, you want to give us the love of the game? 
Yeah. Uh, so my shout out will also be to CD Lamb for very obvious reasons. I mean, we have, did not see almost anything of him at the beginning of this season. I don't think that was so much on him as it was the play calling. But he lit it up. He was did great. My love is also going to go to Dak Prescott. I mean, so, yeah, he's been lining up recently, but that was kind of Dak's thing. He does great against bad teams, and then he's kind of okay to pretty awful against good teams. This is the first time in a while that I remember seeing him just play phenomenal against a good fucking team. So definitely Dak Prescott. Love it. Will we have our first Star Love Goat of the Year? We will not. I'm sorry, boys. Uh, I agree with you. Um, This one seemed like a two-man race. I gave it to CD, career highs. Um, We actually have, you know, in my mind, seen Dak play very well, that well. I don't know if I've ever seen CD get 16 targets a career high, 11 catches, buck 91. He was fucking awesome. Um, so I gave it to CD in this game. Uh, plus I love that he outshined Devonta Smith and AJ Clown, uh, who both love to big their own chest up. So you know who played it really excellent also is Tyron Smith. I don't know if you guys watched like there's been Fantastic. a lot of like super cuts of his his downs, dude. I mean, they're talking about just not having him practice at all during the week anymore for the rest that. of the year. <laughs> like, dude, I I'm down. The man can just show up and do it. He is just so damn good. Yeah, let's even at. Ugh, I wish Terrence Steele could just take like ten percent of Tyron's ability. And <laughs> you know who else had a great day? Tyler Smith was going up against Defensive Rookie of the Year Jalen uh, Carter, who I'm already calling Defensive Rookie of the Year because I think he's going to win it hands down. And Tyler Smith handled his ass pretty well. Yeah, he got half a sack, but other than that, like. Didn't hear Tyler won the majority of those snaps uh, in the breakdown. Really, like I said, it was just the right side, which also, you know, I've given Mike a lot of credit for how he's managed the offensive line. He's certainly done it a lot better than Garrett and Kellen ever could. He actually tends to do a good job at protecting Dak, even when our offensive line is in shambles and moving. I would have, you know, maybe at some point in that game, like to see some help move to that right side. Throw a tight like, end out there. Throw. I mean, I, I know Tony Pollard isn't going to do much, but, but let him block. Chip yeah, would be him. nice. Yeah. 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 Anyway, would have uh, liked to see that. So agreed. I think that concludes our Eagles game. Uh, sucks to lose. I really thought they were going to win it. I don't think big picture this changes really anything. I, any way I feel about this team. I think even if they had won, I don't think it changes big picture. Even if they had won 28-23, as long as they didn't get just ninered to where it looked so hopeless. Like, this team still feels destined to be basically what I thought they'd be after the Niners game. It, it To me, unfortunately, the, the needle hasn't moved to where I think they're going to they're gonna find a way to the five seed. They're going to win enough games. They have a bunch of winnable games coming up. And we'll play the shitty NFC South winner, which is maybe Atlanta, maybe Tampa again, maybe New Orleans, who all kind of suck. And then let's hope we dodge the Niners. And I don't care if we rematch the Eagles. Let's just hope we dodge the Niners in the AL. Uh, That'd be great. If we battle. can manage that, I think we If we, we play the Lions a, or we play the Eagles, I'll take that shit all day. Absolutely. So, for sure. So, yes, that, that, uh, 
that would make me a happy goat indeed. Um, hopefully this co- upcoming week will be happy uh, because we are playing a rather sucky Giants team. Now, this is a Giants team that is currently 2-7. and seven. They are coming off of a 30-6 to six <laughs> shellacking <laughs> from the Las Vegas Raiders, which I think are currently coached by the Orb. In downtown Vegas, I think they just put a giant headset on the sphere and let it call plays. <laughs> That'd be so Bro, sick. I have I have to say this. Did y'all hear this fucking story about Josh McDaniels like throwing a bitch fit about someone being mean to the Patriots? Oh in yeah, their team speech. I'll yeah, that is Zach just, told me about that. I I, I just cannot awesome. even fathom being so bitch made, dude. Like. Bro, you work for another team now. You can't sit there and be like, don't talk about the Patriots that way. Like, dog, you rode Tom Brady to six rings. Like, you were barely there. Like, shut up, dude. Oh, he sucks. So they have fired Josh McDaniels, um, but they managed to just go out there and blast the Giants, who, man, the the plight of Danny Dimes, dude. This guy was already, like, being accused of stealing $140 million. And now he tears his ACL. The game came back. I, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, the starting quarterback for the Giants is like a local sanitation union <laughs> rep from New Jersey, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito, hey, oh, this fucking guy. Uh, I'm walking here. <laughs> this guy, dude, he went out there. He he tried his best. He went 15 to 20, which is that's a good good percentage, but uh. One touchdown, two picks. He got sacked six times. A QBR of three. Uh, not great. They put up six points. So they, <laughs> they scored a three, touchdown, dude. but they, they missed the extra point. Um, classic Saquon game, dude. 16 for 90. He's elite, obviously. Um, dude, they're, they're just... They are worthless. Like, there is nothing about this Giants dude, team. They shipped guy- out, like, half their talent. Like, they're awful. This DeVito kid looks like he's straight out of a Sopranos extra cast. Like, 100% looks like a Sopranos cast member. You know for sure in the huddle, like in the locker room, he tells the boys, you're only as good as your last envelope. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, he's he's definitely, like, kind of playing quarterback, but also running, like, some embezzlement scam on the Giants to, like, <laughs> make his number. Some, like, healthcare scam, some real yeah, shady dude. shit. Like. Oh, whoa, Danny, did you take ACL? Look, I know a special doctor that can take care of that for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. So the Giants are super fucking awful. They are maybe in the, the Caleb Olympics at this point. I don't know what they're doing. So, um, yeah, we get to play them. Um, I don't know if there's really any discussion to be had about this. If this is even a game, we should be concerned. Um, frankly, we own the Giants. I mean, we smashed them 40 to nothing to start the year. Um, if anything, they're worse, and I think we have figured out things on offense a little bit more. I think Tommy DeVito is going to feed the Duran Bland pick six uh, parade a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward I'm, to a relaxing day of football. Actually, the only I'm interested in is how often are they even going to let him throw. The first time, they barely let him throw and just had him you know, hand the ball off every single down. Almost. We are about to see a Saquon fifty touch game coming. (laughs) You know, they're just gonna kill all their players, man. He is this generation. He is this generation's. um, You know, pick your favorite running back. 
because he's just a generational I'm talent. I'm going to right hammer the over on carries for him. I don't Dude, know what I, it that's is. Not a bet. I'm I going bet to sitting at like I'm 35. Going to... <laughs> Dude, how many dump offs is he going to get? He could have like that Kamara game. Remember, he came back for the Saints and he had 13 catches for 36 yards or something. Oh yeah, dude, they were just like determined to get him as many touches <laughs> as possible. That could be their game plan. Because I mean, dude, who else are you going to get the ball to? I mean, their leading receiver this last game was Darius Slayton with four catches for 59 yards. Behind him was Daniel Bellinger with 43. Dude, and then Wandale Robinson <laughs> caught their only touchdown. Dude, dude, they have not only that. Darren Waller's on IR. Their right tackle and left tackle are both going to be out. So even Evan Neal, who we made fun of and made mincemeat out of in the first game, is not playing. So, dude, this might be... The line in this game is 16. It is the biggest line oh, in it's any 16 NFL and a half game. Now. Is it really? Fuck yep. yeah. Dude, this, this is a college line. Like, this is a contender versus a pretender Yeah, this is like Bama college. playing, like vanderbilt or something like <laughs> yes dude like they're in the sec but not really like yeah so this, this should be, be this won't even be a test honestly like if if this game is close it's because dallas has completely decided hey, you know what to take i've this team watched unserious. the cardinals game go handle your business dallas do not yeah. listen to all this chatter go handle your business i i I think we see some Cooper Rush in this game. That's all I'll say. That'd be great. That would be tremendous. But there, there's not even anything you can really highlight. Like, their offense is trash. It's terrible. Their defense is okay. Martin Weekendale's defense has been okay. Isaiah Simmons and company. Dexter Lawrence is quietly having maybe one of the best defensive line you know, seasons of all time. I've been paying but... attention. How's Thibodeau been doing? He had a sack recently. He hasn't really lived up to I know there's one game where they're all like, oh, there he goes. Oh, now he's finally bringing in what we want him. But then I haven't heard anything since. So, Yeah, I mean, he's got eight and a half sacks. He had a massive uh, three-sack game against the Jets that, was that it. popped off. Yeah, uh, and had a forced fumble in that one. So he's been okay. He's He's gotten it going. Um I don't know how much of that is pressure generated or how much of that is just, you know, someone falls on top of a quarterback. I mean, they played some really bad teams, too, in this run. He had a I mean, two-sack game against Seattle, which is is this last month he's played really well. In in uh, October, he had a two-sack game against Seattle, a sack against Miami, a sack and a half against Washington, and a three-sack game against New York. So that's a Pretty that's good. a very good month of football for him. Um he just has not, and again, like Micah has had the one. Micah is an otherworldly talent, and two, Micah's had the benefit of a great defensive coordinator and other defensive superstars around him. Um, one guy we didn't even say his name during this last game, Sam Williams, had a I thought a great game. Yeah. Um, I think I think boys, it's time to. I liked the Dorrance Armstrong story. I certainly loved to use him to slander Randy Gregory last season. It was one of my great joys. I think it's time uh, Sam Williams takes more and more of Dorrance's snaps. I, well, he's too I good to leave it. off the field. He's too good to keep off the field. He only played in like 16 snaps and he had a sack in the pressure. Yeah, and so. a, what should have been a, a great fumble that would have turned into mm-hmm. a huge turnover and he got robbed of that, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, I mean, Dorrance Armstrong plays 
five times the snaps that Sam Williams does, and he has three sacks this year. Sam Williams has two sacks and a forced fumble in, you know, he plays 10 snaps a game. Yeah. And again, Tank is so funny. Tank's like the number one PFF graded run defender on the defensive line and top five in pressure. I wish he got home more so people could really appreciate how good he is, but he had another... He's one of those just graded off the charts. He makes everyone else's job so much easier. But uh, yeah. I expect him. He always feasts against New York. So I wanted to be sure to call him out because I feel like we always miss it in retrospect. But I think we're going to have another uh, big tank game. I love it. I love it. But I agree with you. Put Sam Williams on the field more. He's got speed, dude. Him and Micah together. It'd be so fun. Oh, so is it time for... Boys will be picks. Pod picks, baby. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at last week. I haven't tallied it up here. Sorry, I got distracted talking to you blokes. Um, um, I still don't have the regular season standings. I know I'm failing. We all missed Dallas. I somehow... Let's see. I'm going through the games real quick. We all missed Dallas. I got pit. You boys picked the Titans. Wait, let me make sure who won that game. Golly. It was the Steelers. Yeah, okay. Try not to put money on the Last time Zach had a correct... (laughs) I took the Chiefs. You both took the Dolphins. That was another win for me. We all took the Falcons. Um, I don't know, dude. The Falcons are weird. I, I I I do not they I think they just took a bunch of elite skill <laughs> position players just to make everyone who plays fantasy football mad because they like refuse to give use Arthur Bijan Smith inside the king the of fantasy football. That's the I only coach who can give that as an excuse, and you're like, yeah, that's probably exactly why. Yeah, dude. I mean, they they have Bijan Robinson. They refuse to give him the ball inside the ten yard line. They have Kyle Pitts. They pretend he doesn't exist. And Drake John London. Smith gets more targets. Dude, it's it's absurd. London was it's out absurd. last game, I think. Yeah. He was. But, but even still. when he's in, dude, like yeah. they just they just do not throw to their stars. Like they will use do anything to avoid <laughs> making people happy. They got Heineke now though. So it's not really an bro, improvement. I'm a, I'm a howl head personally, bro. I'm a big howl You're guy, part of the man. howl the Halibon? The Haliban? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Is that what they call, they're called, dude? That's I saw sick, somebody dude. tweet that, yeah. That's that's better than Vanilla Vic for Danny Dimes, dude. The Ugh. Haliban. Holy shit. So, we all missed Falcons. We all got Saints. They beat... Howls Blah. Someone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, that's good. Uh... We all took the Rams, who got smoked by the Packers. That was an ugly ass game. That was wild, dude. Yeah, I don't realize how bad the backup is for that team. The Commanders squeaked one out against uh, the Patriots in a really <laughs> ugly game, but they did win. Yep. The Ravens uh, continue to look pretty good this year, boys. Yep. Uh, Ravens won. We all got that. I took the Bucks. That was a bad beat. The Texans scored with like two fucking seconds left to win that Dude. game. Stroud went. Can we talk nutty. about that? Can we talk about it? it? Was like that graphic that kept showing up that was like the top four receivers of the week, and it was like C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, <laughs> Dalton <laughs> Schultz, <laughs> like what and Amari Cooper and Amari yeah. Cooper. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, dude? It's the 2021 Cowboys offense over here. Noah Brown had a 75-yard TD. That team should be excommunicated from the league, dude. Yeah, so 
uh, what was I looking? So I took the Bucks. Y'all got Texans. Me and Goat took the Browns. I don't know why Zach continues to take the Cardinals, but he did. It did not work out. Well, he just out. refused to take Watson, which I, I respect. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's right. Okay, then then I I commend that, Zach. I took the Colts, or we all took the Colts. I took the Giants, which I'm fucking stupid. The Raiders, we just said, beat them 30-6. to six. <laughs> um, That was bad. We all took the Bengals, which I'm surprised, because I picked the Bills in some money, which I'm kind of mad about. Bengals did beat the Bills. Bills are 5-4 and four now. I took the Chargers, and he continues to fade them. He took the Jets, so... A uh, pretty decent week, pretty even. We didn't even all the talk about the, the the reemergence of the of Josh the Doblin, dude, the Goblin baby, just out here yeah, which, fucking well, winning games. That's true. I talked about the Falcons losing, but yes, it's because Dobbs came in. I thought Jaron Hall's bitch rookie ass was going to stay in the game, and instead, the Dobbs came in. Man, Zach said dude. I'm a big Dob head, and and I'm, I'm proud dude, to the be the Doblin, dude, the Doblin King <laughs> under the mountain on a pile of gold. <laughs> I saw Vikings fans as a bit on the TikTok started shaving their eyebrows to, in support of Dobbs. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> a little far. A little far, but uh, there was just some guy who said, I stand with Dobbs, and then he shaved his eyebrows, and then people started doing it. So, Man, speaking of social media, did y'all see fucking Dak's brother out here acting a fucking fool again? I think I blocked him, honestly. Sorry, Bro, Dak. He got in some beef with some guy on the Mavs, and apologies. I don't know shit about basketball. But some guy on the Mavs, I guess, is from Philadelphia, and he wore an Eagles jersey. And mm-hmm. Dak's brother was like, wow, dude, you play for a Dallas <laughs> team, and you don't even support the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. Like, how dare you wear an Eagles? And the guy responded and was like, hey, man, like, I, I love all the players. I support your brother. I think he's an awesome guy. Like, I'm just from Philly, and it's when they play the Cowboys, it's going to be fly, Eagles, fly. Um, by the way, is this you? And then he had a picture of fucking Dak's brother courtside at a Mavs game wearing a fucking Sixers jersey like just the biggest Uno reverse card in the fucking history of time like that guy needs to delete social media dude like Tad sucks man I'm sorry like Dak is awesome but his fucking family is a lot yeah they certainly like to uh he certainly likes to let his opinion fly on Twitter uh Dez was out there letting his opinions Dez was out there letting his opinion fly. By the way, Dez is big on the Martavis Bryant signing. He says, "Give him three is, weeks, dude. and it's gonna be it's gonna be epic." Goat. <laughs> okay, all right, Dez. Hey, I love you, man, but uh, it's not. If he also if says Mar- he, Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say the other thing he said that kind of caused a stir is he says, just watching the game, he can tell that Josh Allen has a problem with Stefan Diggs. Which is a, such a great, great just uh, drive a wedge start. in there, man. Get Steph on to <laughs> Dallas. I love it, Des. Just psyops, dude. I'll tell you this: if if uh, Martavis Bryant ever has a game with more than five catches or seventy-five yards, I will fucking eat my hat, dude. I will buy a Martavis Bryant Cowboys jersey if it happens. Mark it down. His like best chance of doing anything is like a T.Y. Hilton impression of last year. Oh, exactly. Like he'll he will at best have that one big p- signature play in a game and everyone will be like, "Dude, what a great signing, dude." <laughs> Dude, people are, are like, oh, he's already better than Gallup. And I'm like, is he, man? I know Gallup's Like, look, Gallup tough, does suck. But... I'm not out here defending him. But, like, come on, dude. Like, Mart- And again, like, pe- people do this every time we sign a guy. Do you remember when we let Dez go and then we signed Alan Hearns? And people were like, 
Dude, Alan Burns is the number one receiver in this league, dude. I was like, no, he's not, dude. Like, he is not. Dude, like, not only that, Deontay Thompson, I think, came in with that. Like, the Bills number five, and people were really excited to see him get the ball. Yeah, was, dude. Like, everyone who's a star becomes a superstar, dude. It's like how the Giants really thought. Uh, who did they sign this offseason that everyone went just Darren Waller nutty for? and fucking. Well, Waller was fine. The other one that they signed that people thought was like a legit. Signing, oh, um, fuck, I can't remember now, but yeah, just but to, it was I, one of those guys you're like, really? Yeah, I mean, we, people can, I mean, I in the revisionist history on individual players is nuts. I still see Cowboys play people, Cowboys fans on our, on our Cowboys being like, can we all look back and appreciate how truly great Terrence Williams was? And they'll post the three good Terrence Williams plays from his seven years here, and I'll be like, dude, he was like kind of good. Paris Campbell, by the way. Oh, that oh, <laughs> good pull, dude. Paris Campbell, dude. Yeah, they really man, thought he like, was going to sure up Danny Dimes's it's, defense. It's just like the it's the Marion Barber effect, dude. It's like Marion. That's Barber exactly was what I was going to say, absurdly man. Absurdly mediocre. I was dude. talking to someone the other day. They're like, he was pretty good for us, and you know, rest in peace to Marion Barber. Good, of course, dude. Good dude. Of course, but, rest in peace. Uh, but. Golly, man, I think people really forget just how shitty we were in those like, run yeah, games man, like, for a long he time. He was the only reason you remember Marion Barber is because of how bad the Cowboys and their run game were. Like that guy never had a thousand yard season. Like he was not. I mean, he had multiple. His best year was a year that you would have called for Zeke to get cut for having. Okay, so like, Dude, don't Julius act like Jones he was some like absurdly weight. good player. Or Julius Jones had a way better career than Barber, and people yeah. act like Barber was a stud. Oh yeah, and Julius Jones was a bust, dude. Like uh, Cowboys running back was has always been just such a ever since the shadow of Emmett just is so looms so large on this organization. Like everyone that steps foot back there becomes a superstar by just like magic and incantation. And Julius Jones, Felix Jones, Marion Barber, Demarco Murray. Darren mm-hmm. McFadden for a year, dude. Like that whole thing. Joseph Randall. Oh, we left a lot of meat on the bone with Demarco. <laughs> Joseph Randall's gonna Joseph fucking Randall. go get that shit, dude. Joseph Randall had a three touchdown game against Atlanta, and then blew his own life up stealing cologne and underwear from Macy's, and ended up in dude, prison for trying to kill pants, a man. child. So he definitely yeah, shoots pants. There's dude. no other reason. Absurd human being dude like just oh my god we've had so many of them and i mean i love pollard to death but I, again that's its own mess so he all probably right. won't be we... here next year all right yeah week right, 10 yeah. week 10 let's get to it um i'm gonna it starts off with a barn burner dude well uh, first, absolute we, we, banger you're right but first we always do the dallas game and i'm gonna make everyone have to pick the spread because i know everyone's taking dallas so okay 16 points if you want Dallas or can New York cover 16? It's it's Dallas, dude. Yeah, I was they, gonna, they I thought we were going to say we they, had to pick our own spread. I was going to go with like 28 yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> we, they lost by 24 to the Raiders. Like it's no. a broken it's, team it's, man. as well. It I I don't even think they're going to try. Like it's it's Dallas by 30. Like I was going to say I, I don't even know if we, that gets a play. Like we might just bring Cooper Rush out as the first down and that's just <laughs> oh, it. That'd be so <laughs> insulting, bro. That'd be so insulting. Dad gets the week off, an extra buy. <laughs> that would be so mean if we did that. Low-key, I would, I would love iron. it. I might like to see Trey Lance yeah. throw a ball. Sure, why not? Ooh, you know? he's been, he hasn't even been active, dude. I know. Like, 
Like, he why do we travel? Why did we trade a draft for him if he's not Neither even going to throw Deuce, a ball? Dude, which is kind of crazy. Like, Deuce has fallen to the point where they're not even letting him travel with the team. Yeah, that, you know, I think Turpin kind of became the guy they wanted Deuce to be. And, you know, throw more balls to Turpin, dude. Like, I'm down. Me too. All right, All right. So this first one is, as Andy alluded, a real barn burner. You have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Chicago Bears. Sands, Justin Fields again. This one is atrociously bad game. Um, who wants it first? Dude, this is such a coin flip. I guess I'll go the Panthers because I think the backup in Chicago is really bad. But it, ugh. They're both horrible teams at this point. I'm sorry, I see that the Bears are the slight favorites, but I'm also going to go with Panthers. <laughs> I am too, yeah. I was surprised the Bears were the favorite. I, I told you guys earlier I'm done picking the Bears, especially the Bears with the backup. I, I know the Panthers might be the worst team in the league, and the Bears have their pick, but I kind of think, I don't know. I kind of think the Panthers will win. It's kind of crazy how late in the season we are, and we could still be like, they might be the worst team. There's like six teams. Yeah, it's, They're just complete it's garbage. There's so many bad because there's teams, so, There's man. So, so many teams like fighting for that that top pick, which, man, after the the treatment that Caleb Williams is getting in the press, it's almost like, what are these teams fighting for? And two, defenses have taken such a huge step forward this year. Like Offenses are getting mashed on, and so like, a lot of teams like cannot score ten points. Like, it's crazy. It's really bad. Um, next game, another stinker: Colts Patriots. Um, yeah, this is awful. I think um, I'll take the Colts because I still like Stain Shiken, and I think the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, they have enough. I don't think the Patriots have shit. So I I have seen Pat's media th- say that they think that. Bill Belichick may get fired during the season. Oh, so I That's heard that as well. It there. It's also in Germany, I, by the way, boys, if that matters I think to I'm you going Colts, uh, but man, it'll be crazy if, if that's how Belichick's run ends, dude. I can't imagine they disrespect the guy that much to fire him mid-season. It's a cold but business. I know, love. and I'm going to say, that's what, I'm picking the Patriots because in some way, okay. I think, yeah, he is playing for his career. Would Bill Belichick fire Bill Belichick mid-year? Oh, that's the answer a, yes. is... Absolutely, yes. Without so, a doubt. You know? He'd probably appreciate if they shit can in mid-year. Yeah, he'd probably That's like fair. that a little bit. <laughs> he'd be like, he, a, a he single tear that. would roll down his eye, and he'd be like, the Patriot this- way <laughs> It was like in the end of season two succession with, when Kendall outs his dad in the press conference. and I Logan's just started that show, proud. so thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if it's if the if the series I'm just kidding. finale I haven't is watched happening, any of nobody it. can be mad about spoilers. <laughs> okay. Wow, dude, I I haven't watched Passion of the Christ yet. Thanks <laughs> for spoiling the ending, you assholes. Someone got pissed at me years ago because I accidentally spoiled King Kong because I said that the monkey died. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck off, dude! Like, oh my god, what a dick! Like, <laughs> shut up. That's like, I mean, it's one thing if you're like the guy, those videos, you remember those videos, uh, like from the early ass internet, Snape I kills just, I was gonna say, oh yeah, to people yeah. in line for the books, like that's, okay, like that, that I can see anger for, but Dude. like, bro, come on. Once I was, uh, I'd gotten Tim into Game of Thrones, this was season one, we're back in college, 
And I I had been watching at home, and we went back uh, to school, and I hadn't caught like the last two episodes of season one. And I guess it was just kind of on on HBO. And Tim knocks on my door, and he goes, "Hey, man, uh, which episode is it where uh the main guy?" And I was like, "Ned Stark." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that guy where he gets his head cut off." I was like, "Well, I haven't gotten there, buddy, but uh, I guess it's I guess it's the finale." <laughs> oh my god! My, so I slowly got my old roommate into watching The Sopranos. He was very slow about it, and he got pissed because I guess he was watching She Hulk as well. And there's some random episode <laughs> where a character is just going on about Chrissy's death, and he was like, "Damn it!" Well, you know what, man? That's what you fucking get oh, for agree. watching She-Hulk, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what? Like, I'll say it, man. If you're watching the new Marvel shit, that's on you, dog. Like, we're stage nine or whatever we're in. Phase twenty six Marvel shit is real low on the totem pole, dog. It's like, like are they even gonna do so it? Because it turns out their whole villain, that actor, beat the shit out of his wife or something. I've been following it, but all the things uh, are we like we watched. Uh, we watched the Loki show. I watched that the first was, season. Like, I that liked, was kind of fun. I liked that. Yeah, I liked WandaVision, but then it was just... Both of those shows were like, they I, start out good, and then it just ends up generic superhero. Yeah, and, and like, like, man, once now that, we're, now that we've gotten into the multiverse stuff, and I know everyone at home is like, I did not tune in for a fucking TV <laughs> podcast, but once we get into the multiverse shit, you're kind of like, okay, there's no stakes anymore. Yeah. Like, nothing matters, because you can always just bring someone back. I mean, they're already talking about bringing back they... all the original Avengers mm-hmm. from, like, multiverse of whatever the fuck, and here comes Iron Man, and it's fucking Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, okay, well then, you're gonna kill like, the emotional, like, <clears throat> climax of the entire thing. Like, Endgame had this really, like, poignant, you know, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark moment, and you're gonna kill that. I mean, that sucks. Well, uh, shall we proceed, boys? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> No, you're good. Tune in, tune into our other podcast. Boys will be bad comic book takes for all those kinds of viewpoints. Where were we? Uh, we were on Browns, Browns Ravens? Ravens, which is kind of a sneaky good game. I think I'll take Ravens Two good at defenses. home. But this one, I think I it's the Ravens. See man. the Ravens tripping up. Uh, but I'll take Ravens. I'm going, I'm going Ravens. Ravens. The Browns yeah. have a great defense, but I just do not believe in fucking their offense at all. I don't believe in Watson. I don't even know if he's going to play. It's week to week at all times, it seems like. Um, yeah, I'm going Ravens. Uh, then we have Steelers, Packers, two uh, once proud franchises forced to watch what their teams put on the field week to week. Somehow the Steelers are in the playoffs with, I, I promise you, as bad as Thursday night football will be, there's nothing compared to having to watch Pittsburgh on offense. It is, it is painful. Well, I don't know. Monday night was pretty awful. If you guys watched that, that was. I hope Pickens like forces shit. a trade, dude. He needs to be on a good team. God, he'd be sick in Dallas. Um, but I will take Pittsburgh. I guess I don't love it, but you know. Yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, I'll go Pittsburgh. Nice. All right, uh, that moves us to a pretty good game. Uh, we have the Niners coming off of a bye and a three-game losing streak, or two-game losing streak, trying to beat... No, it is three-game. It's three games. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Dude, how about the fucking fall of Brock Purdy? Like, a month ago, they're talking about him being the next Joe Montana, and now I see mock drafts with the Niners taking J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, I've seen nothing comparing him to Tom Brady. Dude, this is a really tough one. I keep thinking the Steelers, I mean, the Niners can't drop out so hard. Eventually, they're going to turn it on. But Jacksonville's been pretty good this year. Ugh. Jeez. I want to say it's the Niners, but but I'm following the logic you are. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm so traumatized from their shellacking of us that I have to believe they're good. Um, yeah. I guess we'll find out. I am taking the Niners. I'm going Jags. I, uh, fuck the Niners. Geez, no. I don't think they're going to win a single more game. Oh, that'd be so tight. I think, I think I'll take the Niners, but I do not. No, I'm taking Jacksonville. Fuck it. I'm going Jags. Yes, ben. Cool. Yes. Let's go T Dog. All right. Saints, Vikings. Um, Dude, it's the uh, Doblin, dude. I'm telling you. Vikings I'm will going never Vikings, too. The Vikings somehow just keep winning games despite whoever gets hurt. I don't really get it. I can't bet this team. I can't bet against them. Uh, they piss me off every week. So I guess I'll just pick the Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings. Saints are trash. Okay. Um, that brings us to... Hold on. i got to expand my little screen here. Texans-Bengals, dude. Yes. Texans-Bengals. Sneaky good game, but I think the Bengals are back to being the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm I'm blowing that Stroud pack, dude. Give me the okay. Texans. I'm going for the Texans, too. I'm actually mm-hmm. I'm going to be rooting for them. Which is a strange thing, dude. I feel weird liking the Texans. I feel weird caring dude, about them at all. Stroud balls, dude. Like he, he's. I mean, he. I hate using. I. You know how much I hate all that. Like he throws a pretty ball. It's so catchable. But like he, he does wrist, dude. The guy just gets out there and just fucking wrists. I'm excited for new teams start getting good, even if it's the Texans. Think, yeah, that's fun. What What I've really realized is that if you give any team. Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz. It's pretty yeah. tough to stop him. Hell so. yeah, dude. So, but I'll still take the Bengals. Um, another decentish game. No, it's pretty shitty. Titans Bucks. Uh, the Titans have gone with Will Levis, who low key doesn't stink. Maybe I don't know. Um, I I can't tell if he tasty. doesn't stink or he's just out there just chucking it, and so far it's working. Like that could definitely be the case. Like he was just absolutely throwing prayers. At in the general direction of of uh, of Nuck the other day, um, but I, I I could see it working at least for a while and until teams really get like film on his tendencies. Give me uh give me the Titans. Okay, I'm taking Bucks. Uh, I'm riding the Baker wave, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks as well. I just don't believe in the Titans. Okay, that brings us to the Lions, currently Lions. the two seed in the NFC visiting the Chargers. This is low-key interesting. It's the Lions. Chargers are horrible. I'm going with the Lions as well. Chargers are pretend they're a good team, but never are. I think the Lions are actually right at the point of they're a good team. When there's so many frauds, it's hard to tell who's the straight team anymore. I think I'll take Lions, but... Man, the Chargers, they, they suck, but like kind of can beat anybody. I'll still take Lions. All right, Falcons, Cardinals. This one's a stinker, but oh my God. Falcons. The Falcons uh, should win this game. Should they should mash just out-talent the Cardinals. Although I have heard Kyler Murray's Kyler's going to play. He's yeah, back. So. Kyler Murray's back, and James Conner's back, if that means anything to you. So 
I'll still take Falcons, but yeah, I think I'm going Falcons, but dude, if they just refuse to use their good players and they let Kyler ball, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with my Falcons. The Cardinals are trash. I gave up on them. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They might not win another game. Although I don't know. We'll see what Kyler does. Uh, then we got Giants Cowboys. We already took, and then we have Seahawks commies in Seattle. I'll take the Seahawks. Dude, give me, dude. I'm I'm out here for Halsbalaw, dude. The Halaban, bro. That's Hal. Dude, he can he can yeah, dude. He's got some he's got some some pepper behind that throw, dude. Give me Hal. He gets sacked like eight times a game, but throws four hundred yards. It's the craziest yep. shit, dude. He's gonna get broken in half by like ten games later, but for now, he's slinging it, dude. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Okay. All right. Um, that brings us to Sunday night football. I can't believe this game did yeah, not get flexed. Who was the scheduler on this? Pile of has shit, any game dude? been flexed at all this entire season? <laughs> I don't know. I, if if anyone deserved to be, it would have to be this one. Jets visiting the Raiders. Uh, who could the only thing possibly I'm... give a fuck <laughs> yesterday at a press conference, they asked the, the Jets head coach if Zach Wilson was still going to be the starting quarterback going forward. And he goes, I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> like, wow, dude, what a vote of confidence. Dude, the only thing I'm sure of is somehow Aaron Rodgers will steal 15 minutes of screen time. If I have to hear one more segment about how, oh my God, dude, he's throwing a football like. Yeah, dude, he broke his leg. Like, what the fuck are we talking? Of course, he can still operate his upper body. That's not that at issue here. Oh, it makes me so infuriated, dude. It's like, it's kind of like soft uh, affirmation of his fucking bullshit anti-vaxism, where they're like, "Oh, he's got some secret healing technology." <laughs> I know. He, I yeah, because he can sit it. here and throw a football standing still. Like, dude, anyone can do that. Like. If I if I am paralyzed from the waist down tomorrow, I will still be able to do everything I can do with my upper body. That is insane. Like, oh, oh it's so been nine weeks. He's walking now. Oh, he's walking. Yeah, he's walking. Okay, it's the fucking you know worst. Give me the Raiders. Uh, they, I think they've got a little bit of that new coach juice in them. They seem to be playing really hard for the guy, and the Jets suck. I do too. Plus, I was listening to a podcast where Clinton Portis was on. Uh, I think I which- saw that. Yeah, and he was talking about Antonio Pierce because Antonio Pierce, I guess, and him were old school teammates back on the commies slash Redskins back then for the kids who don't remember. And uh, anyway, he, he he hyped me up on Antonio Pierce. And uh, with how bad Josh McDaniel is, I think you're going to get that new car smell for a couple weeks for the Raiders before they realize they're bad again. You know, they're, they're yep. doing the Wiley Coyote where they're they're sprinting across the the mountain right now and they haven't looked down to see that they're actually just not running on anything yeah yeah exactly. so i think that lasts for another week or so so give me the raiders plus i want to just not hear anything about the fucking jets anymore so yeah i'm copying all of you guys raiders all right that brings us to monday night again a stinker bills host the broncos if the bills can do anything right it's beat the shit out of bad teams so give me the bills yeah, I'm on the same boat. I think um, I just do not ever believe in the Broncos. And the Bills, uh, while they do go back and forth, they do seem to have uh, the firepower to crush 
inferior opponents like a la Dallas. So give me the Bills. I want the Broncos, but it, it, I can't pick them. It's going to be the Bills. All right, boys. Well, that will do it uh, for anyone following at home. And in case Zach is going to try and call me out later, the parlay is Cowboys to cover, Panthers to upset, if you want to call it that, the Bears, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings, Lions, Falcons, Raiders, Bills. That's your pod parlay of the week. We are 0-9 so far, but we're fucking due. Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right, boys. Anyone got anything else? I think that is it. Zach, anything? I don't have anything else. All right. Well, as always, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. It always helps us climb the eternal mountain that is the iTunes slash Spotify charts. If you'd like to tell us how much we suck at this, feel free to reach out to Ben on our official pod Twitter at BWBBpod over on X. Elon Musk X. We will be back next week after we shellac the Giants, hopefully. Hope those words don't come back to bite me. As always, folks, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. If we lose to the Giants, I will not be here next week. Peace!